1: Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine slash iron filings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it This is Top Flag Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson Pow Pow Pow
0: I am Sam Nifty Delaney, so what?
1: There was a pause there as if you weren't quite sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't feel quite <laughs> I don't feel quite certain this morning that I really am nifty.
1: There's a little bit of COVID lingering. Yeah, and also
0: I just feel like a fraud because obviously I earned the nickname Nifty for uh, course by for being kind of lithe, lively, Mm -hmm. energetic, nimble. Um, You
1: used to go up and down chimneys, didn't you? Yeah, I I I worked. I worked
0: for a burglary gang. um yeah. And they like to get me through small spaces and so forth, and that's how I became known Fun. as Nifty. Yeah. But the way I'm feeling now, post COVID, still low on energy. I, I just don't think I could nift as well as I used to.
1: No, no one's going to ask you to do any nifting no. In the near future, put it that way. Of course, you could used to be able to compress your skeleton like a mouse can. Yeah. In order to get through small gaps, can't you? Yeah, I, it's, could do not I could do all do. of
0: that. But now I just don't feel it's <laughs> like COVID. I haven't read that. I'm on. Quite a few communities on Reddit for other people who are nifty chimney sweeps, burglar assistants, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and I'm, am, on I,
0: I'm on a lot of the forums, and I yeah. haven't read anyone yet saying that they have lost completely their niftiness.
1: Not lost long nift
0: long term, but yeah, I'm digging around because I'm worried that that could be a part of like long COVID, complete nift loss. I
1: think you know it just take it easy mm. and just uh build re- rebuild your nift yeah gradually i think
0: i mean don't get me wrong i don't use it professionally anymore i don't do the chimneys or the burglaring anymore but i do like to just have it up my sleeve just if i'm looking to mm. entertain people in the pub or something like that mm. you know just a bit of fun for fun for I the kiddies surprised- at christmas i do a few yeah, nifty yeah, turns
1: I mean that one time you invited me round to yours for tea, and you you were up and down that drainpipe mm. on the back of your house, showing off. I think you can I was believe there. it. Showing off, you can believe well, it. I it was like, impressive. I
0: made myself like a pencil.
1: <laughs> what a night. Mm. And the torrential rain just added to the drama. Mm. But, um, well, yeah, let's hope stuff. those
0: days will come again. Just need to mm. keep resting and drinking tea.
1: Yeah. All right. This is the Melchester Odyssey. And um, I have in my left hand the uh, 26th of May 1984 issue of Roy the Rovers. 22 pence it was costing the uh, the, the UK punter at this time. Um, worth every penny, I think. Um, on the top of the front page, sign please. Uh, there isn't a clue, it just tells you, bosh. Everton's Adrian Heath. We're not going to fuck
0: around. They're experimenting with new types of cover line. They go, the whole kind of mysterious thing isn't really playing with the kids anymore. They're sick of it. A lot of them know (laughs) that we're just going to give them some fucking semi-anonymous right back from Norwich City, right? (laughs) We've got. From now on, I want big names, and when we've got them, announce them, shout them from the rooftops. (laughs) I'm talking the likes of Adrian Heath. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pocket-sized <Adrian, laughs> gold machine Adrian Heath
1: Adrian Inchy Heath
0: yeah he was actually really good um, he was d- never got an England cap I don't think hmm? he never got an England cap I don't think
1: I don't think he did I think he was if he, if he did he would have been one or two probably but he, he became Sunderland's reserve team manager during the Peter Reid era mm. which was our, our greatest era of modern times and he uh, he did well, and then he then he progressed to first team coach, and then it all fell apart.
0: Oh. But he's actually oh, yeah, in the I remember picture. him at Sunderland. Yeah,
1: Peter Reid's actually in the background. Yeah, there. so they're just inextricably linked.
0: The, the, the classic Everton spread. kit with the yeah. white V at the neckline, yeah. and who's the sponsor there?
1: What was it again, Hafina or Hafnia oh, Hafena, something like know. that? I can't really make it out. It's the Peter Reid element is a bit blurred. And I don't know who they're playing there either.
0: In the eighties, who was the most sort of iconic shirt sponsor for Sunderland? When you think of the eighties,
1: we had Cowie's.
0: What is that? uh,
1: It was a local um, car dealership, Ah. which was owned by a fella called Tom Cowie. Yeah, then uh, he was the chairman of Sunderland for a while. Local big deal, classic style local businessman. Then progressed, yeah. Taking chairmanship of the football
0: club, successful local butcher, yeah,
1: that kind of thing. (laughs) Very Roy the Rovers
0: progression, very Roy the Rovers. That really isn't it to have a local local car dealer become the chairman. Oh, can you imagine? I bet he was very. I I don't want to say too much about what's his first name, Cowie Tom, Tom Tom, Cowie. Tom Cowie, maybe he was a good guy, but I've got strong feelings that he threw his weight around and really. (laughs) loved the sort of status that he had as a result you of his his wealth not, and yeah
1: he could not be more right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah fucking the fans hated him because he yeah. just wouldn't put any money into the club at all yeah but well, that was the days when you know the car dealership owner did put money into the club because it was such a low level football was such a low level thing yeah so little money going around in it you know players would get a car from the local dealership that was sponsored they'd have their name written up the side of it you know what I mean Like oh yeah they
0: all had that Even I remember West Ham had that and they were quite shit cars and it would be like Frank McAvenny drives a fucking (laughs) Ford Astra or whatever and Yeah. uh, yeah they didn't care driving around in it but they must have got coined a lot do you know what I mean yeah, like if you drive yeah. your Sunderland car into Newcastle City Centre and it announces yeah. on the side, "All right, cunts, that's right." This <laughs> I play for Sunderland. What do you think about that? And you yeah, park exactly. up in the high street. Someone's going to do its headlights in, aren't they?
1: Or if, you, if you, or even if you're living in a city with a two club, city, you just be, yeah. you never know what kind of abuse would come around the corner. And speaking of public abuse, there's a good video of the Jeremy Vine. Mm. tweeted this morning of him out on his bike which he does he does post videos of himself cycling and oh, yeah. things he comes across usually dangerous drivers but um, someone someone just he rides around this fellow is crossing the road Amazon delivery guy apparently and um, I'm going to find it I'm going to play it Jeremy Vine oh, he's got two Twitter accounts
0: cheeky cunt once for his side piece.
1: (laughs) Jeremy Jeremy Vine is on at the telly from 9.15am through 2pm in the afternoon Mm, on Radio 2, and there's an overlap. How is he on Channel 5 until 1
0: o'clock, yet he's on Radio 2 at the same time? There's something funny going on with this bloke.
1: There's no-one questioned that. Where's this fucking thing?
0: Very funny. Maybe he... uh Pre-recs the final hour of his Radio 2 show. I wouldn't be surprised if you did that. I've known presenters to do that. So yeah. you get you get in early, you record an hour, which is generally just like a long interview with someone on the phone. And then the producer sticks some tracks in because they've got tracks to cover themselves with as well. Right. And then they do the two hours live and then they fuck off and the producer just plays out the pre-recorded hour.
1: Right. And he's fucking
0: yeah. doubling his dough. I mean he must It'd be, be like the
1: other way around. Yeah. He must
0: be money fucking mental to live like that. I mean, I know broadcasters who've done that, and God knows, I you know, when I've been like very busy, I've tried to squeeze in like literally what he's trying to do is he's trying to squeeze in more work than there are hours in the day. Do you know what I mean? There's and no need. I've I've had to do it before, but like that was when I felt under pressure to make ends meet. Come on, Vine. We know how much you get paid because it's been well documented. You were cited extensively in some of the um, pay disparity disputes in the yeah. BBC about gender pay gap and so forth yeah. to sort of highlight it. So we know he's getting a fucking right good packet and has been for years. Now he's got his channel. i would just say, mate, slow down. Slow down, Viney. Eh? You don't need mm. to be doing all of this, you know?
1: Give, give the morning show to Sandalini. No, I don't
0: want it either because it's just too much. It's too much. Andy, <laughs> I'd have to go there.
1: Exactly. I can't really remember. I, have the been, right, I went
0: there quite near the beginning <laughs> of this. I used to sometimes go when it was the right stuff, which basically same show. I used to go on that from time to time. I, d- I never really had a particularly good experience on there. Um, although. Although Matthew Wright did once give me an unsolicited shoulder rub while I was in the makeup room, oh walk, that's nice, which I I did enjoy. I'm gonna. I, I at first I was like, this is a bit weird, and then I was like, no, I'm enjoying it. It's I'm fine. It. Yeah. He's just trying get, to get, make me it. relax, and it's working.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, went on with Van Diamond once.
1: Did she give you any kind of physical contact?
0: I, I get on really well. with Van Diamond thinks you. Well, I've told you about. Her, I went out with her stepdaughter when I was a kid. And you did. Yeah. And then I went round her house <clears throat> and we were just teenagers sneaking around doing teenagey mm. things, you know, like nicking booze and all that sort of stuff. And then years later I crop up on Sky News as well as the right stuff with her and she goes, Hello and I go, Yeah, we've met before and she goes, When? <laughs> okay about 1989 when i was going out with your stepdaughter <laughs> and i was like fucking sneaking around your house nicking cans of beer and smoking spliffs in your garden and she's like <laughs> oh, and she was literally like oh fucking hell you just made me feel so <laughs> oh, fucking it's, old it's,
1: it's it's nifty isn't it
0: oh well you the one right? who used to go up and down the fucking drain pipe yeah that's right you remember <laughs> me now don't you
1: <laughs> how could i forget you dear boy <laughs> Let's Mate, but when, to this when, Jeremy Vine.
0: When we were the... first doing just just quick, when we were first doing All this right. podcast, I went on, and it was when Jeremy Vine first took over. But he wasn't there that day. They had a guest host. I can't remember her name, but I but Shilton was on. Oh. Do you remember? And we'd been talking about Shilton a lot in the early days of this podcast. We, he'd become a person of strong interest from us right from the get go. And Shilton was, I think probably because at the time he was fucking sticking his oar into a lot of political and cultural debates. Because he, he he went yeah. through a phase of doing that, didn't he? He loved it. And then he then I think, thank God he stopped or people have started to ignore him. But yeah, I fucking rock up to the studio. First thing I did, I look on, they're already recording. I'm in the green room. They've got the live feed coming out on a screen. First thing I de- saw was Shilton. I've taken a picture and sent it straight to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mate I'm in the fucking lion's den the <laughs> person <laughs> of interest an arguido uh,
1: they call him in Portugal
0: uh, yeah anyway um, play this, this clip this is
1: Jeremy Vine on Twitter um not the sound works riding along rides around a white van sticking out from a junction man walks in front of him Amazon delivery guy
0: <laughs>
1: why? Why, you prick?
0: <laughs> and then does Vine say, why? In his yeah, news voice. Just
1: me. Why? <laughs> no, but he does and it then,
0: in his news journalist. Why? Answer the question. Why am I a prick? Tell
1: tell me it. Yeah, and then the fella just shouts again, prick. Prick. But why?
0: You're ju- you repeating yourself. Your argument oh. doesn't stack up.
1: That's not an argument.
0: Get, get! You can't just keep saying the word "prick." That's three times now. Three strikes, you're out. You've given me no reason at all. Your arguments are paper thin. You're in a muddle, and you've lost the debate.
1: I'm removing you from the show. I'm going to show you, prick. It's a street, prick. <laughs>
0: Why? Why? I'm going to do that next time someone shouts at me and jab it. Cut! Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Such a funny and response. the best
1: thing about it is Vine's fucking posted that himself. I know. That's <laughs> brilliant.
0: Well, I don't know what he thinks. I mean, I don't. I feel like I don't know enough about Vine's character. Um but, uh, like, does he get that that's funny? Or has he sort of posted it, so look, look at the standard of idiots on the road today?
1: I haven't got a clue. Because his brother's Tim Vine, who's that moderately amusing comedian. Yeah, he's, so he's think a, think a good bloke. Blood in the, in the family. But uh, I don't know. I can't, uh, yeah, he's, he's slippery, isn't he? Characteristically, he's hard to fathom. Yeah. probably what he enjoys doing. Jalapeno. Here's a cool fact. Jalapeño.
0: I'd, I'd like to know people's thoughts on him. Mm. Um, I don't want to invite too much interaction, but um, yeah. I, I, at the moment, am remaining very neutral. He's one of these characters who seems ubiquitous, Ooh. and yet I have not got to grips with him.
1: He's, he's in that uh, wheelhouse of Geof
0: Humphreys, I guess. No, come on! I, 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 they've gone too far it, too I, soon. I, I,
1: no, no. I think he's in that same outspoken. Got a lot to say for himself, but we're not really completely sure where he's coming from. Well, I well, think we we are sure with Humphreys We know where Humphreys way, Humphreys is Humphreys, coming from. Humphreys the other day did a tweet asking his his followers to suggest people in as the North guests East. on his show from the northeast, ideally non football. And I was I was nominated many times on that oh, thread, mate. so I'm waiting for the call.
0: Could that happen? I think it could. Hang on, what's it called again? High performance, high or performance, elite
1: performance. High performance, yeah. High
0: performance. You're a high-performing podcaster. There's not many people performing yeah. more highly than you in the podcast space. That's what mm. you've got to call it, by the way, space. Um, so why shouldn't he have you on it?
1: Well, we'll see. We'll see. His, his people can talk to my people. I'm sure they know where they are. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll just get back <laughs> to this.
0: It's Hello? Thing. Yes, this is Oscar. Oh, I'll have a tricky story. Oh well I've yeah. it, no covery. You <laughs> do it. Leaf, 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 leaf. Tuesday with Yeah, I think he has a cat, then. Do you provide transport? Oh, no problem, he'll drive himself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah Yeah, that'll happen. So anyway, Melchester. Uh, sign please Adrian Heath on the top fucking it's cup final forgot about that Um, front cover the long awaited FA Cup final had arrived between the club that Roy Race had briefly managed Walford Rovers and his own beloved Melchester Rovers thanks to cunning pressures What's a great name for a group, isn't it? Cunting cunning pressures. Cunning pressures yeah. exerted by Walford skipper and club cunt Joe Bellamy. Roy had lost five key players. Roy, Roy, Joe Bellamy has caused the loss of five key Melchester players solely through his cunning pressures.
0: <laughs> yeah, time which, to apply some cunning pressures.
1: <laughs> which which basically uh, uh, summed up was hire an helicopter. <laughs> was it,
0: was it? i'm gonna cunt race off from the sky
1: fucking cunning pressure sky even, pressure
0: even race won't be able to legislate for that
1: i'm aiming to put out between three and six belchester players for this cup final uh, and he's achieved five <laughs> and one of the replacements was right-sided defender Earl bridger Only 19 years old, Errol had never played for the Manchester first team until now at Wembley Stadium in front of 100,000 roaring fans. I'm a fucking huge
0: fan of the name Errol. It's a fucking sensational name, and I'm so gutted that I never called one of my kids or my pets Errol.
1: You could change your own name by (laughs) deep, Paul.
0: I fucking love to be called Errol, yeah. (laughs) Errol. (laughs) It's sort of like... I don't know, I think you sound quite hard if you're called Errol, but not in a bad way. Not as in heartless, but I think you'd you'd know how to physically handle yourself if you're called Errol. Errol. Roland Rat had a mate called Errol, didn't he? I
1: was going to say there was Errol Errol the Hamster, was he? Was Kevin he the to and Errol the hamster. It was
0: Kevin the gerbil and Errol was Welsh, I think. Errol
1: was Welsh, that's right, yeah.
0: And he was Errol more... Was com- the- like, Kevin was a bit of a fucking prick. He just, like, yeah. was scared of Roland. Whereas Errol had somehow found himself embroiled in Roland's sort of world, it, it was, but was quite grumpy and curmudgeonly about it.
1: It was the, sort of the calming influence, I think, out of the three of them. He was the kind of the, the, the rock... Yeah, because Obviously. he was less
0: impressed by fucking Kevin's yeah. rampant, not Kevin, Roland's rampant ego.
1: Errol's kind of demeanor was also, oh, not this now, not this yeah. again. But oh, he used God, to go, why are we doing this? He used to
0: go, Errol, roll VT. Errol. He'd always to roll VT, didn't he? And yeah. I never knew what that was. It's quite a TV ish term, but yeah. then, like, I learned it, and it's like, Errol, roll TV. Oh, bloody hell. What now?
1: Fucking Roland Rat on TVM every morning during the school holidays was essential viewing. It's
0: essential he viewing. He was incredible. Yeah, because Greg Dyke, who I've always liked, actually, he seems like a good bloke. Greg Dyke, I think, and he's like, he's like, right, this is this fucking breakfast show you've done is a car crash. You spent <laughs> millions on it, and no cunt wants to watch. And I'll tell you why. It's <laughs> fucking boring. But don't worry, because I'm the new gaffer. And I've got you a fucking solution and you should be fucking thanking me for it. And here it is. That's right. It's a fucking puppet rat. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, all news journalists who made TVM like they're top fucking news people.
1: It started out. They had Michael Parkinson, David Frost, Angela Rippon.
0: These are heavyweights.
1: Heavyweights.
0: But the thing is, I really like it that the fact that Michael Parkinson, Britain's most pompous man, right? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yes, Michael Parkinson, I'll uh, I'll arrive and I'll revolutionise breakfast television with my heavyweight journalism and (laughs) and warm interview in style. And, of course, my my, my unrivaled contacts book. (laughs) We're talking the likes of Muhammad Ali, of Grace Jones, of of course, course, the big yin, Billy Connolly, (laughs) who I count as a close personal friend. (laughs) Sammy Davis Jr. I may even be able to convince him to do a regular slot after the weather. Maybe a tap dance. Right. So he thinks he's it, doesn't he? The fucking egomaniac yeah. cunt. And he's failed. And then Greg Dyke's come in and gone, this is a failure, but I'm going to save it. And you're getting replaced, Parky, by this fucking rat. A puppet rat. Yeah. That's ridiculous. It's an insult to me and it's an insult to the viewers. It's an insult to broadcast journalism, of which I am quite rightly regarded as a king, a king amongst peasants. And you, dyke, you dyke, you come in here looking and sounding like a a market stall trader, right? (laughs) Peddling apples and pears <laughs> down at fucking Petticoat Lane, right? Compre- you're were...
1: Comprehensive school-educated reprobate,
0: yes. disgusting. And you have Not come here. Not even
1: grammar school?
0: You've spoken to me, a grammar school legend, and you've told me that this rat. Who is this rat? What? What? It? What's his characteristic? What? What's his fucking agenda? You know. <laughs> what? What? I've, let me see, CV. He's a fucking r- shut it, parky. He's a fucking rat. And the joke is, is that he's fucking egomaniac. And I'm talking his ego is even bigger than yours, right? That's the shtick. But the twist is, unlike you, he's not a cunt. There is something lovable about him. (laughs) And he's going to save this show and save ITV. It's ridiculous. (laughs) It will never work. Fucking six months later, Roland Rat is literally bigger than the Beatles.
1: Yeah. I tell you, the other stroke of genius. I think it probably was Greg Dyke as well. TVAM, five to eight every morning, just five minutes before the uh, the eight o'clock news. A pop video. Yeah every kid who was getting ready for school or having their breakfast is going to put TVM on all the breakfast time because there's going to be a pop video There's on. a fucking... We've had, had the rat put on
0: a pop video. Send them off to school with a fucking smile yeah. on their face.
1: Uh, this is 1983, 1984, whatever, and pop videos were in their infancy, in their pomp. You know, you're going to put it on. Put on, on Billie Past Jean.
0: Them. Put on... Right. Finish the yeah. bit with a the rat, then put on Billy Jean. Then the cancel be at school. And they'll all be fucking yeah. happy, and they'll tell their mum they're happy, and that'll mean their mum will tune in again the next day.
1: And the worst thing was when the feature before it was usually an interview would overrun, and you'd only get like about eighty seconds of the pop video, Fuck. and they'd have to cut it for the news, and I'd be that would be dear ruined, livid.
0: Um, but yeah, and then of course then Mal- Timmy Mallet came along, which was another fucking master stroke, because Timmy Mallet mm. was like a radio legend, wasn't he? He was like. Yeah. fucking smashing it on uh, I think on Piccadilly radio and you had to know your stuff to know that there was this geezer who was like the new sort of Kenny Everett really wasn't he uh, but only, only, in P- only in Piccadilly radio right and who was doing the phones for him The his young work experience lad learning the ropes but a young Chris Evans that's where Chris Evans yeah. learned his trade that's right Everett Mallet and and Dyke again, as with the Rat, I thought I've I've been listening to a lot of. I was up in Manchester for a conference. <coughs> I stuck on the radio, and there's this balmy cunt late at night causing absolute mayhem. I want you to wire him and stick him on at weekends, straight after the Rat. And if it works, we're going to stick him on every day during the fucking school holidays. <laughs> but we don't know if this will work, Dyke. It'll work, all right. You soppy cunts. You don't realise, this ain't fucking rocket science. You're all running around with your fucking research groups and whatnot. It's very simple. Puppet rap. Pop video. Mad cunt with an hammer. Genius. Done.
1: Genius. <laughs> Excuse me. 9am as well. Stick it on. 9am. Kids, summer old days, they get out of bed, let's say, 20 to 9. Because yep. they have a bit of a lie-in. <clears throat> and then, there it is. 9am. Have your breakfast. Watch Timmy Mallet or Rolling Rat, whatever. And then, off out for the entire day, mooching around. Do you
0: remember they had an item? I think it was on Whacker Day. <laughs> Whacker Day. Oh, sorry. They had an item on Whacker Day called singing. But
1: you know what Whacker Day was? It was Wide Awake Club. Wide wasn't Awake it? Club, that's WAC. it. Uh,
0: yeah. Which is something that Big Ron adopted as a football term, didn't he? Do you remember? <laughs> he did. Yes. There he is. Wide Awake Club, oh. goal. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: man. The. the, the cultural
0: yeah the reach.
1: fabric of this country is all stitched together yeah. isn't it
0: join the dots sheeple yeah <laughs> dykes <laughs> at the fucking heart of everything dyke has always been pulling the strings
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um true he uh, my my Whack-a-dick. my mate sister well she was my mate as well really but he was he was like my best mate joe his sister rebecca she's fucking turned up when we are in like the second year we we're about 12 13. She's not told anyone. Bang! She's mm. turned up on singing in the shower. She has sung French Kissing in the USA by Debbie Harry. Wow. Yeah. Jesus. And I bumped into her a few weeks ago. I hadn't seen her for quite a few years, right?
1: But you mentioned it.
0: Yeah. First thing I think of. Of course. She was with her <laughs> husband and her son, who was taller than me. And I just you know, when you see <laughs> wow. when you see someone who you haven't seen for years, you just your mind is immediately back when you were originally friends with them, which in her case would have been nineteen eighty-eight. And mm. she's like, Oh hi, how's it going? And I've just literally gone, Ha. Remember when you saw French kissing in the USA in the shower? <laughs> that was before she even got like to introduce loom. me to her husband. <laughs> deranged. Yeah. This is a deranged boy I went to school with. <laughs> Fucking hell. Have you done... Well done. Uh, the journalism in me kicked in. Have you done anything better since that? Tell me... In it. your life. And I don't mean that in a mean way. I just think you fucking... You set the bar too high too early. <laughs> I've never done anything close to that when I was that age. I still haven't. You have. You have. Why? <laughs> Why? The lady, you prick.
1: Why? Yeah. <laughs> well, look, we're not going to get into this Melchester episode. Why?
0: Um, <laughs> uh, I uh, up catch up from, Might from get t-shirts COVID. made we'll get up, up just literally. with Y on. This is why? really good.
1: Jeremy Vine, coming out of Jeremy Vine's open mouth. <laughs>
0: why?
1: <laughs> Prick, why? Prick, why? Why?
0: Amazing, <laughs> amazing work by Vine. Amazing journalism. He's like me. His journalism instinct is always on, even when he's not actually being paid. It's just on when he's out on the yeah, streets. Of course.
1: Why? Of the best what? Rise, what? Who? Where? When? These yeah. are the basics. Because <laughs> <laughs> he established who, because he says it's an Amazon delivery man, and then he's gone in for why. <laughs> And then uh, what? Where of that? In, in an
0: instant,
1: it's all there. Yeah. It's all there. <clears throat> Lo- lovely stuff. So we'll try again hmm. next week with the Manchester Odyssey. Um, apologies for not getting into that this time, but you know we're, we're playing catch up on the missed episode, so there's no there's no rush. Uh, thank you for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.